0: There it is, round seven folks, punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, ganchos y ligado. when in doubt, stick it out, doodle, 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 you know where you're at folks, Real Fight Fans Podcast, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz with my co-host Rick Prado, Rick what's up?
1: Hey, doing good, how's it going man?
0: I'm doing good, man. I'm fired up. Big show today. We got a lot of stuff happening, but we have a really special guest that's coming on the show with us today. can't wait to have this conversation and interview with none other than female prize fighter who just came off of an amazing fight, and we're going to talk about the complete nonsense that took place with the judging. Of course, I'm talking about Sulem Urbina coming off her fight with Marlon Esparza, Rick. She's going to be talking to us.
1: Yeah, really looking forward to that. You know, had a great fight fight against uh, Esparza. Um, can't wait to hear her break it down.
0: Yep. So really fired up about that. Also, the cool thing about that, we've mentioned before, anytime a professional fighter comes on and it being a female just makes it that much more special, we're going to donate to Survivor to Leader, which is the foundation that uh, supports victims of sex trafficking And so there is going to be um, girls that are going to be very – they're going to benefit from Sulem coming on. They need the simple things, and so we're fired up about that. Um, Wow. You know, boxing. um, I say wow. I'm saying wow because of some things that have transpired. We talked about the Canelo Free Agency, Mm -hmm. and uh, since then he's now – it looks like we're, we're kind of getting a better roadmap, a better idea on who he's going to fight. So um, we'll definitely, I know we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to talk not so much about the boxing aspect, but about that complete farce, which was the Cal Brook and Terrence Crawford fight over the weekend, Rick.
1: Yeah, you know, a huge mismatch. Um, You know, on paper, it probably didn't look that way. We knew it was going to be that way. Um, But, um, you know, looking at that one and, you know, that's... Would have been a pretty good lock of the week,
0: and here, well, and it, yeah, you you were thinking about it, but you, I know you had the Katie Taylor fight as uh-huh. lock of the week. Yeah. Here's the thing, okay. Talk about the most non-competitive fight, right? Mm-hmm. That that we knew, right? We talked about the numbers in Vegas. The Vegas numbers had that fight as completely non-competitive. Mm-hmm. What did I say it was? Minus twenty five hundred. So you had to bet twenty five hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars.
1: even even during the telecast, you know, they yeah. they kept saying. Oh, you know, Cal Brook all the late money's coming on Cal Brook. Right. I, we we should have we should have checked with yeah. the uh sports books to right. see if that was actually happening or if that was just hype to get people to, to it, stay watching. And, and by the
0: way, were the people putting money on Cal Brook because they thought there was gonna be like some kind of a pose off, right? <laughs> some kind of a bodybuilding contest. Yeah, they, if that's the case, okay, I get it. Right. Cal Brook probably wins. He had a, yeah. a beautiful physique yeah, going sh- in. The, shredded. Right. Shredded. It was amazing, right? Yeah. Makes it I don't know about you, but I think I did a couple sit ups. Yeah. Right. Just after watching that, right? Just just to see. But let's be honest, this is a boxing match. This is the fight game, folks. Not the flight game. Okay. We all knew that Cal had zero chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we were right by the by the output. I love, and we get into this a little bit more, Rick, here in the next segment, but I love the announcers saying this fight could easily be on pay-per-view.
1: Oh, my. Could, could you imagine? Yeah,
0: you could have put it on pay-per-view. Yeah,
1: you, we got 50,000 buys. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Who would have bought that?
1: Um, just probably huge, huge Terrence Crawford fans from Nebraska.
0: That would be about it, yeah. right? That Honestly, that would have been about it. The Terrence Crawford... um. Yeah, family, friends, etc. That couldn't watch mm-hmm. it because the rest of us would not. What would they have charged for that fight? Nineteen ninety nine.
1: Well, everything is seventy five bucks now.
0: That's what I'm saying. So I mean, there, there's no way. There's no way. Even you and I, astute real fight fans, mm-hmm. would not have paid to watch that because we would have known the 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 outcome of that. Very non competitive, over the top. I know you got some other information about yeah. the fight, the post fight. Um, You know, also we had the Joshua Frankel, the professor, one of our favorite fighters, local Mm -hmm. kid here out of Riverside, who fought against Maloney, turned out to be a non-contest. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we'll talk about the lopsided commentary on that fight, similar to the lopsided commentary with Sulem Urbina and Marlon Esparza. Right. Yes, Almost as if they're being told, hey, listen, yeah. we need 80-20 <laughs> in favor of Marlon Esparzo, no matter what happens in the fight. And
1: it, it reminded me a lot of the uh, Dodger World Series. You got Smoltz and Buck just right. talking up That's the Rays, right. talking That's up right. the Braves. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, how about we call this one down the line and call it how we see it?
0: Does anybody think it's a bad idea to have yeah a former pitcher of the Atlanta Braves? You talk about an underachieving team, <laughs> right? having to talk against the Dodgers, uh, and especially uh, you know when they were playing the Braves, right? Yeah. So it, it was, uh, to me, right, travesty and just not good for boxing. And here's the thing. If you don't know anything about boxing, which a lot of people that are watching ESPN, right, they may not know it's the casual boxing fan. You're going to think Terrence Crawford is the greatest fighter ever. They're talking about him would have been able to compete with the great heavyweights with the four kings. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they they're getting a little bit carried away. You know, it was the whole telecast was how great Terence Crawford is and how great this and how great that.
0: Fight one person at least. Fight yeah. one great fighter, you know, right? I, that we can that some measuring stick.
1: And if Kell Brook is the measuring stick, like really? You know,
0: not a measuring yeah. stick. Remember what we, we said, Rick, and yeah. that's why we really didn't talk about it. And as you notice, we're not talking a lot of boxing. We're only talking about the whole uh, propaganda machine mm-hmm. that that ESPN puts into full motion, right? Yeah. They're really any promotional company when it comes down to fighting. Um, if Calbrook was 10 years younger, yes, you know, maybe yeah. it's a more competitive fight. All right. Also, right, again, we got Canelo, we got kind of more of a roadmap. I know you've got some information mm-hmm. on that, kind of the, the, the fighters. And it's kind of the picture starting to look a little clear yep. as to who he's going to fight. Um, we had that Franco fight that I mentioned. want to talk about that.
1: Yeah, and it, a lot of fallout on that. Yeah, button. yeah,
0: we'll give you our take on what we think happened. Was it good? Was it bad? And there's another one where just the overwhelming bias feedback yeah. from the announcers in, the, in that that team mm-hmm. about, you know, that was clearly pro-Maloney, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't get me started on Bob Arum and his actions, right? Yeah. Um, and then we still got really um, the schedule to end – the rest of the uh, rest of the rest of the year, we still got a couple good fights coming up. Um, but anyways, but coming up next, Rick, huge, huge, huge. Again, we have flyweight prize fighter Sulem Urbina, who, in my opinion, our opinion, I should say, solidified herself right as a legitimate contender in that flyweight division um but not if you listen to the te- to the uh, to the telecast certainly not if you looked at the scorecards from the judges
1: yeah no it was just disappointing you know and i think um knowing she was coming on today you know we went you know that same night we knew we knew what we what we had heard but yeah. it solidified us going back and rewatching it today and just the complete bias of the telecast you know um Every time Esparza would, would land a punch, you know, just the ridiculous, you know, oh man, you know, and then it was just right. it was too much.
0: Yeah, and, and and it was really um Urbina who was mm-hmm. landing the bigger punches. Yeah. Right. She was the one. Now, yeah, granted, right? Um, she could have fought a little bit differently, okay? Yeah. Yes, maybe she could have boxed, maybe she could have, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's who won the fight, okay? Yeah. And you mean to tell me, right? A fight is made up of eight rounds, right? Or 10 or 12, whatever it is. In this case, it was eight rounds. And we don't look at it holistically. You look at each individual round as a contest into and of itself. Right, Rick? Yeah. It's not, okay, well, the fight's over. Um, I think this fighter won, so let me... No, 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 no. You judge each round individually. Mm -hmm. And for judges, there was two of them. To have that fight 8-0 to Esparza is an absolute travesty to boxing.
1: And you know, e- even the CompuBox stats, you know, were two punches um, was the difference. So it just makes there's no, no sense. way it was a blowout.
0: There, it makes no sense. Now, yeah. even if so, even if one of the judges had the fight seven to one, mm-hmm. we still would have been looking sideways, right? Yeah. Still would have been looking sideways. But okay, you know, lopsided. But geez, right, six to two, right? Still, still pretty lopsided. Still pretty lopsided. Okay, you start getting to 5-3. to three, Okay, all right. We're fight fans, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe we're seeing the fight with our hearts, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we may have been pulling for Sula Marbina. We admit it, right? But, okay, 5-3, yeah. Five, by the way, Rick, 5-3, either direction.
1: Either direction. You know, and that would have been, you know, if all three judges, 5-3, and it would have been either, either direction and... uh you know, split decision one way or the other. I don't think anybody's complaining.
0: No, no one's complaining, right? A draw 4-4, hey, let's do the rematch, right? Mm -hmm. And again, a a lot of things going into that fight. Anyways, um, right after the break, right? Let's ask her. Let's yeah. get her feedback and let's get her take. She owned it, which she owned, which she showed a lot of class, right, just reading the social media and reading what she said about it. But let's hear what Sue Lemmerbina had to say about that tremendous fight. Folks, we'll be right back right after the break. Pacific Coast Boxing. Right, Pacific Goes Boxing back, Alfonso Ruiz with my co-host Rick Prado. Rick, how you doing? Hey,
1: good. How's it going,
0: man? right, man. Excited. We have a special guest here with us. In fact, right, I feel, again, like a little kid. It's an early Christmas for me when we get to talk fighters, but even better when we get to talk to just an amazing female prize fighter, recently coming off, just in my opinion, by the way, could be one of the fights of the year. It was that exciting. If you haven't watched it, you should. Of course, I'm talking about the great flyweight out of Hermosillo, Mexico, now out of Arizona, working in Phoenix Standard Time, as we found out, Mrs. Sulem Urbina. Sulem, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be talking with you
2: guys, and... It's just, uh, I feel like it's a blessing, you know, um, coming off of a a very strong fight. And, um, you know, to be able to just come back and still have people that are interested in my career, it feels really
0: good. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Sulem, is that I believe that that fight, see, there's some fights. Boxing, unfortunately, is very protective of that perfect record, right? You get one loss and it's not like the UFC, in my opinion, right, and we're trust me, we're gonna to get to the judging and the fight and the details, but that fight, in my in our opinion, solidified you as a bona fide contender in women's boxing in that flyweight division with your performance. No doubt about it.
2: No, thank you, thank you. That means a lot to me. I think um I really felt the love after that loss, you know. I didn't get any bad feedback after the fight you know everybody enjoyed the fight everybody was happy with it um which makes me really happy you know uh yes i'm sad and upset about the loss but um you know i just gotta work and get back but i'm happy that the fans and the people that you know follow me and care about me my family everybody was really happy with the fight so um they they really won
0: absolutely and by the way there, there was nothing bad about it the only thing bad about the fight was the judging Well yeah. we're going to get to that <laughs> and yeah and i know you're you know you're affiliated with golden boy but we're not so we get to kind of speak our mind and by the way you know one of the confucius sayings is a person isn't great because they haven't failed a person is great because failure hasn't stopped them and i have a feeling that failure or a loss in this case isn't going to stop you no definitely
2: not i think honestly i I had gotten a little too comfortable winning, and um, it lit a little fire that had been missing for a little while, and, you know, I'm I'm more eager to get back in the ring, and, you know, people say you're only as good as your last fight, and um, I believe in my last fight, um, I lacked certain abilities, you know, I, I didn't show who I really am, and so come my next fight, you know, in my return, I really want to show who I am, and and show everybody that I'm better
0: than what I showed. That that's interesting by the way, and I love that perspective by the way that that you learned as much especially getting the fire back. But I'm going to take you back, right? Because if we mm-hmm. go back and obviously, you know, the whole world was devastated and everybody was put on pause, but we're talking about boxing here, which is your profession that you've chosen, which is very admirable by the way. Mm-hmm. And you go back to earlier this year, you had a fight scheduled and it was postponed. Um, I couldn't find the details. And if you could fill us in, was that going to be a six-round fight or was it going to be an eight-round fight in preparation for the Esparza or what was coming?
2: See, honestly, um, I fought fought in February at the beginning of the year and then the whole shutdown happened with COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was told I was going to be fighting, you know, sometime uh, at the middle of the year, May or so and you know i had hopes maybe it was on the canelo undercard mm-hmm. uh, i i remember um, marlene was set to fight in march Yes. and then uh Sinisa and franchon so you know i was you know we nothing was set in stone yet but you know i was hoping it was at the m- middle of the year okay um i didn't have an opponent or anything but it was going to be an eight rounder okay um marlene esparza i wasn't really supposed to fight her so soon in our careers. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. something that we were actually going to build up. That's right. But you know the opportunity came and um I took it. I took it. Um she was actually set to fight Noemi bosquez
0: Wh- Who and, you, who um, you who you had just fought, who you had beaten on uh on uh, on February the 6th, right? Your first fight exactly, here in the US. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. She was su- supposed to fight her and you know um the zone wants to put very competitive fights, uh, and um, so the opportunity came, and, you know, I said, okay, I ran with it. Um, I, I dare to be great.
0: You took the words out of my mouth, by the way, and I mean it. I was about to say, if you dare to be great, I'm not kidding, that's what happens. Very similar to what happened to Leo Santa Cruz against Javante Davis, which I think was an ill-advised fight. But in your case, right, I, I'm not kidding. You took the words out of my mouth. You dared to be great. But here's the thing. I think there's also responsibilities, you know, from the promotional company, et cetera. Um, okay, and I'm, an, I'm speaking from a fan's perspective, okay? I didn't like the fight because I felt that Marlon Esparza, going into that fight, she just came off of a 10-round fight with Estrada. Strada. Um, all of her fights before that, I believe the four or five were all eight rounds. And the only reason I'm saying this is going into that, you you know, I don't think most common boxing fans are aware of that, right? That you took such a step up and dare to be great. And that was a big risk. And I don't think that everybody's aware of that. We appreciate it as boxing fans, but it also could have been really easy for you, Sulam, to say, you know what? No, give me an eight rounder because there is a difference in my opinion, right? in fighting eight rounds and sparring 10 rounds and fighting eight rounds against a seasoned professional who's used to doing that. So Kudos to you for doing that. on one hand, and 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 daring to be great. On the other hand, I thought it was a big risk, and I'm not sure if most people were aware of that. Suleim,
2: I think um, you know. I think it was a, a big risk on both ends. Um, you know, she was coming off of a loss. I, that's a good I point. was 12 and 0. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and um, I just, I think it was a good fight. You know, it was something that people really wanted to see. I mean, people don't want to see, you know. There's fights that are made that once uh, the it's announced, people already know who's gonna win. With Absolutely, one, plenty, it plenty was, of those. It was 50-50. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: No, nobody knew who was gonna win. You know, it was fifty-fifty. Mm. Um, she had her people. I had mine. Um, you know, everybody was excited about the fight. And what makes me happy is, you know. In midst of all this, you know, the pandemic, everything that's going on, it's something that kind of, you know, took people away from it, you know, for a second or two, and they enjoyed the fight, and they were excited in the buildup, and, you know, um, that makes me really happy. Um, I had everything to gain. I had nothing to lose, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, this undocumented girl that grew up here in Arizona, and, you know, I'm fighting on the zone. They're alone. That's just a dream come true. I mean, uh, I never thought, you know, I'd be on on such a big stage like that. That was my third time fighting on the zone. And, you know, I I feel like I'm moving in the right direction. Yes, it was a loss, but it was a loss against somebody that, you know, has a a resume that's been there, done that. And um, it's not like I got my butt kicked or I got handled. I didn't. It was a, it was just, simple things that you know she was better at than I was and uh, she took the win but um it wasn't a butt kicking you know No absolutely <laughs> so I'm proud it, of
0: that. it was it was it was anything but the, and by the way um just to clarify yeah I don't mean it was a big risk for you and like you had no shot I think in you know if you if you go by the money line in Vegas the fight was even by the way mm-hmm. going in fact there was more money being placed on you towards the start of that fight just as an FYI and so mm-hmm. I get that, right? I guess where I'm coming from, okay, and I'm going to go ahead and admit it, Rick. I was pulling for Sulem Urbina, okay? We're supposed to be objective, Sulem, <laughs> but, but I'm sorry, right? I was I was pulling for you, and, and Rick knows. No,
1: we, yeah, we both were, but yeah. And, and anytime we look at <laughs> that, I, I,
0: I, I always look at it like if I was managing you or promoting your career, I'd be like, damn, you know, like I would have loved for you to have fought an eight-round fight, just to kind of you know get that experience, mm-hmm. that being said okay let's let's talk about the fight, okay um okay. so first of all, let me just I'll start with the end in mind, okay, no way, and I don't know by the way, how judge Rudy Baragan and Louis Moret, <laughs> Moret had the fight eight to nothing, okay they had to eighty seventy two <laughs> I'm sorry, Sulem, but that is just ridiculous, all right and by the way, Joey uh Louis Moretti's from Eagle Rock, mm-hmm. very close to where I grew up, Rick. Yeah, we're gonna have to figure oh, we out. We're gonna pay yeah. him
2: a visit now. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to. Yeah,
0: we're gonna have to figure that out because that yeah, that could be a neighbor thing. Um, yeah, I mean, you're talking about right. Seven hundred twenty nine fights for Louis Moret. Three hundred fifty three fights for Rudy Baragon, who had it. Chris McGlory, McGlery. Mag- I'm butchering his name. He was the most inexperienced judge. Only one hundred and three fights, and he had the fight six to two, which was still way off. But okay that that that's just me venting and being mm-hmm. frustrated as as not only because I was pulling for you Suleim, but as a boxing fan that's what's wrong with boxing is is some of the judging but that but that's that's for me to take now let's get into the fight okay um mm-hmm. I had you by the way I had you winning three rounds clearly and two rounds that two a couple rounds that I could say can go either way you came out very strong you came out very aggressive. Was that the plan or did the bell ring and everything out the window and you said, screw it, let's just start slugging?
2: You know, um, I own up to my loss. Um, I think that you have to just, you know, the same way that you own up to your wins, you have to own up to your losses. I own up to it. It wasn't my night. But I do analyze and I do know the mistakes that I made leading up to the fight, you know. There was a lot of things that, um, I did wrong. You know, Marlene is, uh, she's a fighter that I don't, I don't particularly like her attitude very much. Inside the ring, she's, you know, she works hard. She sure. She's a good fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it influenced a lot the fact that I really dislike her. You know, okay. um, I wanted to just rip her head off. <laughs> I box. I have really good boxing skills. Um, I didn't use them. I I went away from my job. I have a really good solid strong job and, and I just wanted to rip her head off, you know. Yeah. Um, I let that, my emotions get the best of me. That's um that's for one. For two, I mean, I think you know, I wanted to win so bad <laughs> that I I worked a little too hard during camp. I okay. I I worked too hard. I I sparred a lot. I I mean, I trained every, Everything went great in training, but I think I might have left it all in the gym, you know. Um come the day of 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 weighing, I was on weight, I felt good. Mm-hmm. And I I'm a I'm a girl that, you know, her physique, my physique, I'm 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 quite I get quite buff after I weigh in, you know. Okay. After I weigh in, I eat
1: mm-hmm. and
2: I get ripped up, I get buff, I get big. And for some reason, you know, this time I couldn't recover. I didn't I didn't really gain much weight, which is really weird for me. Interesting. Yeah. I gained two pounds compared to ten that I usually gain. Oh, wow. Um, which didn't benefit me at all. You know, mm-hmm. it's things that I did wrong in camp, you know. I see. Um, I, it didn't benefit me, you know, staying so low in weight so for so long before the fight. Um i just i just wanted to win a little too bad i think
1: you know yeah well this is all good for uh, like experience purposes like you know for your next big fight you know these are the things that you would have to change did you go back and listen to the zone telecast at all
2: i did i actually i saw the fight i'm i'm one of those boxers that you know analyzes sit down and watches mm-hmm. and listens to everything after after my fights i watch all my fights um I did sit there and watch it.
1: Okay.
2: I mean, I, I do believe um, I liked a lot of uh, things that I usually do, you know. I I like to build up and, and take my time, you know, and increase momentum as the fight goes on. And that's another thing. I let too many people talk into my ear about, you know, just putting pressure on her. Mm-hmm. And I went all out right away. And um, I wasn't physically tired. Like, I wasn't... Breathing hard. I was. I didn't feel, like, gassed out tired. I didn't. It's just my body wasn't strong. I, it's hard for me to explain it. Um, like I said, it's no excuses. It's just things that I analyze and that I'm learning from, you know. Um, it, I just I, I did things the wrong way.
0: It, it makes sense. You know, the uh, the great Roberto Duran, I finished reading the book by uh, uh, Christopher uh, Giudici, mm-hmm. and he talks about sometimes, uh, he says, Me sentia lento, Right um yeah there's my spanish for the interview by the way but he um (laughs) but 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 he could he couldn't explain it right he had fights where and you could just see that it wasn't the the same roberto duran so so i Mm -hmm. get it i get what you're saying and by the way i love how you own everything and i mean that right because you got fighters Mm -hmm. like deontay wilder who's blaming everybody and everything he possibly can for losing the fight to tyson fury and here you right the ultra competitor who you can have a lot of choice words to say is just owning it, and I think that's great. And I also love the fact that because that happens, right? Whether it's boxing, whether it's work, you know, that email you send, Rick, that you mm-hmm. can't take back because you just you sent it, right? And like my God, or that text message. Well, in the fight business, <laughs> right? In the fight business, it's the same thing, right? So you go in there mm-hmm. emotionally charged because you're a big advocate, right? I've listened to some of your other interviews and read Sulem, where you're an advocate, especially for female boxing, which which really, you know, I, I would say especially stateside struggles to put itself on the map. You're an advocate for female boxers kind of being supportive of each other because you're kind of all in this together. And I think that when you get fighters like Esparza or whoever else kind of contradict that, I think that rubs you the wrong way. And obviously it impacted you going into this fight. And I appreciate you being – your uh, your integrity and honesty about that. That's pretty cool.
2: I think – you know, I think I'm very supportive of other women, even if they don't support me. I
1: mean –
2: I I do my part, you know, I I sit there and I watch all the fights that I can, you know, because a lot of people say, um, you know, women don't get paid this, don't get paid that. And I get it. It's a business. We don't have that huge following. But you know what? There's recently some people have been coming at me with, well, do you even watch? And I'm like, yes, I (laughs) do. You know, I try to know absolutely everybody that's in my division, you know, watch all the fights. I do my homework. You know, I support other women, um, because, um, I think that's the only way we're going to keep growing, you know, by supporting each other. Um, I can't say Marlena, I I don't like her, but I think she's a a good fighter. You know, (laughs) she's, like I said, one time I was, I was her fan, you know, um, and then we ended up fighting each other. And I mean, we were friends at one point, but that's all done. Um, but as a fighter, she's a, she's a good fighter. She's done done a lot of good. I mean, that fight between her and senisa that yeah. was great for us women that was great it was the best fight of the night on that card and oh, it was a like doubt. a metal card you know
1: without a doubt without a doubt See, I, e- e- I thought the zone was playing that up about you two not liking one another
2: oh uh, no i yeah. mean <laughs> she plays it off she plays it off like like tulem or whatever but mm. she knows
0: I, I, she knows I'm, what's up. I'm, I'm sure she does. But it's one of those things, right? It's kind of like the UFC with, you know, like Ronda Rousey, right? Like, like her, hater, whatever. She still helped put, you know, female UFC mm-hmm. fighting on the map, right? Yeah. And so regardless of whether you don't appreciate her, she helps the whole movement, right, of, of female and women exactly. boxing. Exactly. I
2: mean, at the end of the day, I mean, she's not going to be fighting herself. hmm
0: right. right. She right.
2: needs, she needs, she needs <laughs> us just as much as we need her. We need to all fight each other, so... I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter um, whether we like her or not. As long as, you know what, she's fighting good fighters and we're fighting good fighters. It doesn't matter. No, I, I um, agree. We're going to be memorable for it, making great fights.
0: And, and I'll tell you, right, uh, Sulem, that's why we're so excited to have you on the podcast. right? And I'll be honest with you, probably as much as any fighter because we've been trying and wanting to get a female fighter on here for a long time because we're boxing fans, right? And we believe like, honestly, the fight that you had um, with Marlon Esparza, that's easy a headliner. We had a card this weekend, right, where all three fights, Katie Taylor fought, right, was headlining Mm -hmm. that. Um, And so... You know, Michaela Mayer, right, headlined a fight on ESPN um, a month or so ago. So I think I think it's about time, right? And, you know, uh, is it Harper that's now calling out? Michaela Mayer, right? Mm-hmm. We're hoping that the... Um, that the Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor fight can take place we had Esparza and Sulem Orbina so i think it's finally moving in the in the right direction i know internationally you know it's bigger and, and, and females get a lot more notoriety but i think it's good mm-hmm. that and i do think we're moving the needle is i guess what i'm trying to say Sulem would you agree with that like we're slowly moving the needle here
2: i, I agree i mean i mean golden boy has uh, Franchon Cruz mm-hmm. Denise Estrada, Marlena Sparza Myself um, Eddie Hearn, he's signing women left and right You know um, awesome Top rank, hopefully You know, they, they're they doing a great job with Michaela. hopefully they sign more women PVC, I doubt they get on board But let's hope they do And <laughs> you know, as long as they keep putting good Competitive fights On TV, you know um, On these apps Where they're it's the Zone, whether it's ESPN, um, hopefully Fox, wherever. I mean, that's going to be great um, because people need to see us to know that they like women in the ring, you know. Um, a lot of people say they, they don't like it. But that's because they don't see elite fighters in there, you know. When you put two ladies that, you know, have a good background that have been boxing, that are very skilled, you're gonna like it. It's a good boxing match. It's not a women's boxing match. It's a boxing match, and it's a good one.
1: Yeah, and I, I think I think um, boxing is gonna be able to uh, adapt, kind of like uh, UFC. You know, um, you know, hopefully it's gonna take a little bit longer, but with UFC, you know, the women, you know, they 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 put them on main event, you know, pay per views, um, and I think it's just gonna take a little bit of time, but I, I think it's on its way.
2: Yeah, yeah I, definitely, it's on its way, and we're only. I think, I think, um, I think by next year, you know, we're going to be even better because women are taking advantage of this pandemic. That's the truth. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and I think that you know, to to um to what you said, Rick, yeah. and to Suleim, what you're saying is like it, it is moving. Like this fight again with the Sparza yeah. in in uh, in Suleim, right? Um, a, it was a robbery. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm going to say it again, Sulem, you don't have to agree with me, but it was it was an absolute robbery, okay? And if it was a men's boxing match, right, there would probably be more uh, media talking about, right? What an injustice that was done. Okay. So we're going to do our part to raise the injustice, okay? Well, whatever we can do. I am, I mean, because yeah. it was ridiculous. Okay, at worst, at worst, I had it 4-4, okay? Yeah. And that was at worst. Now, no one's gonna, you're probably not going to agree. I had it 5-3 Sulem. Yeah. That's a shocker, right? But I had it 5-3 Sulem, and I can show you the rounds. Listen, Marlene, not that the punch stats matter, Okay, but she only landed, you know. Two more punches. Yeah, two or three more punches. Yeah. Okay, and this whole thing, and by the way, when when Rick asked you if you saw the fight again, hopefully you lowered the volume and you you didn't listen to any of those guys, especially the Latin (laughs) Snake, talking about, you know, she needs to stick the jab out. Apparently, he didn't watch Hagler and Hearns where not a single (laughs) jab was thrown in that fight, okay? So, I, I, Uh,
2: I think, I don't know what it is. I think that... The Zone commentators love Marlene Esparza, honestly. I mean, if you watch, yeah, you think the fight against Sanisa. <laughs> yep. I mean, yep. Sanisa was doing nothing, and Marlene was doing everything according to those commentators. Yeah. And I had Sanisa winning that fight easy.
0: Okay, thanks for saying good. that. It was good. It competitive, I,
2: I, but I had Sunisa up.
0: I, I I totally agree, right? And and Chris Mannix had it. What did he have? It six to six I, to I think two. six two. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, but I'm listening to these guys, and you know, and it's like, what fighter? This is why you need to lower the volume yeah. when I'm watching fights. Otherwise, you get swayed because it. You it's, know, something in, in,
2: I was in the fighter meeting uh, with Sergio Mora and um, I think it was Chris Mannix, and I don't remember who the other guy is. Yeah. What's his name? Um, I forget his name. I think that other guy, he said, because um, everybody's saying, you know, Sulem, Aspar- As- Sulem Urbina is fighting Marlene Esparza. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that's ranked number four by the WBC. Like, honestly, that's this, right. this was my fight. That's right. And um, that's right. she was, I think, number 15, and I, I was fourth. And I said, no, you got it wrong. I said, you know, I'm Marlene Esparza is fighting me. You know, yeah. I'm the one that's ranked number four by the WBC. And then he said something like, well, you know what I I don't think uh, rankings. I don't care about rankings. Right. Rankings that's don't right. matter. That's right. And I'm like, yeah. I wanted. I wanted to say. I wanted to say. Easy for you to say. You're not the one that works for it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. How, how about if we rank color commentators? Where would Chris Mannix be? You know, not not e- yeah. not not even ranked. And by the way, Sulem, yeah. this this is another one of those fights, right? Can you imagine, right? This fight in like Mexico, right? In in the F mm-hmm. right at the uh, oh. Estadio Azteca, the same place where uh, Julio Cesar Chavez fought oh, Greg, I won Greg Hagen because I, of the
2: pressure going <laughs> forward.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we all, you know what we all would have been yelling, duro, Dudo, <laughs> Dudo, <laughs> and um, uh-huh. and you and you would have, and we would have carried you. But okay, but speaking of that. Still solidified yourself. Trust me, trust me. Outside of the Chris Mannixes and these knuckleheads of the world, the real boxing fans like us, we get what happened. We see that you established your fight. So what, what happens moving forward? I mean, the WBA still has you ranked number six. The WBC still has you ranked number 10, even after that fight. Still a lot of good fights to be made, Suleim. So what does the future look like moving forward? Uh, you know what?
2: Honestly, I, I want to look for the three minutes. I want my next fight to be three minute rounds, uh, eight rounds. Um, I don't know if it'll be for anything. It doesn't matter to me, honestly. I just really want to get back in there and show everybody that I'm better than what I showed, uh, that night. You know, I believe, um, I am stronger. I am faster. I am, you know, I have great skill and I I just wasn't able to show it and I'm going to rebuild myself. Um, Analyze everything that I did wrong and um, I'm going to be back. I'm hoping to be back at the beginning of next year. And um, it's it's going to be a good, solid Sulem Rubina. I'm, I'm so excited. You no, know, I, I think I needed that little fire, that loss. Um, I felt, I feel so embarrassed still after having lost that, you know, I just I want to fight already because I want to get another
0: win. And that, that's the competitive spirit, and I get it. But trust me, from yeah. a fan's perspective, you have nothing to be ashamed of. You have everything to be proud of. You did fight a good fight, and many of us, and I'm telling you, Sulem, we talked to a lot of people in boxing. A lot of people that we talked to that are in the know, they had you either winning or a draw at best. Yeah. Very, how many people did we I, talk to, Rick, that had a of winning?
2: Yeah, not very many. Yeah.
0: So, I,
2: uh, honestly, honestly, I was, um, when I got on, on social media after the fight, I really felt the love. I mean, Al Bernstein even tweeted me. He said the judges were horrible. I mean, Thank
0: you. Thank
2: did, you. Uh, that, that I couldn't believe that he was even tweeting to me, but I, know, I, was, I, cool. I felt so excited. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, a lot of people, like, had it 5-3. Um, yep. A uh, draw. I mean, that's it, what I'm saying. It, it is what it is. At the end of the day, I, I own up to the loss, it, and I'm
1: gonna, you know, move on. And, and you're probably really focused. But how close are the commentators to the judges? Because with, without fans, they should be able to hear everything. And if they're sitting there talking about what a blowout this fight is, and how Asparza's landing well, this punch honestly, and that punch,
2: honestly, they weren't even there. They were at, um, they were in Florida, I believe. Uh, oh, quarantine. okay. Yeah, which I think makes it saw, worse. Yeah, which makes it worse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> B- yeah. Because you know and I know that when you're watching a fight live, right, the punches, mm-hmm. everything's cleaner, everything's crisper, and you can kind of tell. Um, you know, forget about, it. again, you, you look like you got touched up a little, Sulem, but a lot of times that just has to do with your body and, you know, the chemistry physically, ah. and some people just mark up quicker. I don't hooker. know if
2: you, guys, if you guys saw my fight last year in February on The Zone. It was on the Brandon Rios-Humberto Soto undercard. mm
0: mm-hmm. That um,
2: th- I fought Judith Rodriguez. Yes, I, I that fight it was a great fight. It was mm-hmm. in attacked arena. I I had great defense. My hands were up. Did you see how I looked after? By any chance? <laughs> I,
0: I I did not. I I have to I have to look it up. We're trying to look it up now. Did you look pretty touch? Did I'll, you look touched I'll up? I'll send
2: you the video. I'll send you the videos right okay. now. Um, I have. I mean I'm I'm cursed with really sensitive skin.
0: Yeah. I was, I was Honestly, saying. um
2: yeah. obviously I didn't keep my hands up like I usually do for this yes. fight. Yeah. Because I, I didn't feel Marlene had any power. Yeah. But um she landed a really good right hand on me. Sure. Didn't hurt me at all. But yeah. I get bruised really easy. She caught me good, um and it just, it's just it's who I am. It's my skin. I mean, that's why I ended up um getting a bar headgear. Okay. Also, because um, I I just I'm always bruised all the time from sparring from everything. That's just me. Um, it's it's my curse, I guess. And,
0: and well, but but I <laughs> but, get that. Um, I, I was fine,
2: I, honestly. I I've been good. More like physically hurt after other fights than than this one. Like, there's been fights where I'm like, the next day I'm like, I can't move. I'm so sore, you know. For this one I was fine. Yeah. Um obviously I was sad and everything. My sure. eye was swollen, but um I wasn't sore. I wasn't I didn't feel, you know, bad after sure. the fight. I, I was fine. It,
0: and it makes sense. That's why I'm saying your physical chemistry, your makeup. And one of the knuckleheads, by the way, made a comment about if this was a street fight, who do you think won the fight? And <laughs> and I was saying, Well, you've probably never been in a street fight. Yeah. Right. I think it was it wasn't. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It wasn't Sergio Mora because he's he's a boxer. But seriously, it's like, dude, it's not always about how you look. It's about how you feel. Right. Mm-hmm. We've all he been. Said, he you know? said the
2: same thing. He said the same thing after I fought in a well uh, against Judo Rodriguez. Oh, he said, wow, look at Urbina all scuffed up. Yeah. You would think she lost this fight. If yeah. you Looked at her. You would think she lost this fight. He should already know. You know, it's not the first time he comments on on one of my fights, you know, he should already know that's just who I am. You know, there's fighters that, that's just just who we are. You know, we bruise easy. Obviously I need to work on a lot of my defense, but that's me, you know?
0: Well, it's, it's going to happen. I know you were a big fan of Arturo Gatti and Arturo Gatti had kind of the same thing. I love him. Yeah. He would, he would get touched up a lot. Right. And so, so, and it was worse than what it appeared but, but yet he was always competitive and in fights. Sulem, um, uh, we got to wrap this up, but I just want to tell you, and I mean this from the, from the bottom of my heart and from Pacific Coast Boxing, you're a very inspirational person to us as boxing fans. We both have daughters, by the way, on the personal side, and we use people like yourself, right, because you have a very touching story and it's very inspirational, and I just want to thank you really so much for coming on the show. I also want to mention, we didn't do this with, uh, with Lázaro Lorenzana, but just uh, for everybody to know that just for Sulem coming on the show, um, we're going to make a very good donation to Survivor the Leader which supports women who are victims of sex trafficking. These are women that have made it out of the system but are still struggling for simple things like helping with the car payment, helping to give a, um, a birthday party to their kids. So I want to let you know, Sulem, that you've made a huge difference, not only in our lives personally, but more important, we're going to be able to make a donation because you came on the show to Survivor to Leader, and we're going to post that on Instagram so everybody's aware of that. So we just want to thank you very much for that. And we really appreciate you spending the time here with us over the last 30 minutes or so.
2: No, thank you, guys. I mean, I really appreciate you guys inviting me and wanting to, you know, talk to me. Um, But not only that, the fact that you guys are taking, you know, time to help these women, that's just amazing. If if other podcasts would, would do that, take an initiative to actually, you know, do something to help others like this, that would be amazing. And, you know, I I hope more people following your guys' footsteps. And uh, I'm just – you know, I'm speechless. Thank you guys for inviting me. You're welcome. Nice, thank
0: you. Yeah, thank you. So we'll give you we'll give you just two things, then two minor things for homework. A, we'll make sure we keep in touch for your next fight and when that's going to be because we'll be all about it. Hopefully, there'll be fans. Yeah, hopefully,
1: we'll try to you know we'll be there. for and, that. and
0: we will definitely be there, right? And I put this challenge to every fighter, but especially you. If you know any you know female fighters that you're connected with, which I know you are, hey. Bring them our way, and it's going to help the Survivor to Leader Foundation just like you did, and they can inspire a whole new generation of uh, of females and continue that. So, Sulem, thank you very much again. We're blessed to have you on the show, and we look forward to continued success in your career.
2: No, thank you. Thank you so much, and hope you guys uh, continue uh, doing great work, and um, thank you guys once again.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, folks, that was Sulim, Sulem, see? see, at the you. very end, Sulem Urbina, the great female prize fighter who just came off a magnificent fight against Marlene Esparza, absolute robbery as far as the judges were concerned, but solidified herself, Rick, as a, forget about a top 10, as a contender for a championship, I believe she's going to do it. OK, you know, one of my favorite sayings, Rick, life has a way of sifting out the weak, the lazy and the uninspired. And that is not Sulem Urbina. She's the complete opposite. We'll be right back. All right. Pacifico's Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado back. And wow, what an amazing interview, Rick. What an amazing discussion with an amazing human being In Sula Murbina, man.
1: Yeah, no, it was great interviewing her and, um, you know, really a, an inspiration.
0: Yeah, you know, the thing is, right, is, again, we, we didn't have the time to go into all of it because, and I'll tell you, by the way, high boxing IQ and very astute observer mm-hmm. of the sweet science she is, right? I mean, and, and a fan. I know, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, like, I, I feel like, I feel like we could have spent more time talking about just boxing in general, mm-hmm. right? But I what we really did want to break down her fight with the Sparza because obviously we get hit up a lot on social media, text mm-hmm. messaging from our friends about hey, you know, um what about that female fight and why can't you guys get more female fighters on? Yeah. So that was cool because again, you know, touching inspirational tragic, you know, her brother that passed away um back in 2013 and for her to take even that right that's why I know that she's going to do okay because she was able to take that and you know fought through a lot of bouts in a period of depression and was still able to get to this point like this is nothing for somebody like her like a, a loss to in a boxing match to Marlon Esparza that's like not even a setback. That's just a blip in the road for her, Rick.
1: Yeah, no, she's she's gonna bounce back, and uh, now she's got the experience. When uh, this situation arises again, yeah, you know, she'll be ready for it.
0: Yeah, and you asked her a good question about that, about or you made a comment about that, but you know, because she mentioned about you know maybe some things that she would do different, not only with the training, but you know, again, very. Um, very candid and open discussion when she said basically saying and and again how many times that happened to us where our emotions get the best of us yeah right we go in with the plan right Mm -hmm. but then you're just so it's like it's a visceral response right you're pissed for lack of a better word right and you see that person or whatever that is and this is the fight game Mm -hmm. right this is not a professional world of email and whatnot so um and she owns it by the way yeah which, and, which again, you know, look, look at Deontay Wilder and some of these other fighters. Were you know, uh, the Lomachenko camp.
1: Yeah, excuses right? all over the place.
0: Right, yeah. right. Not her, man. She owns it. We need more. Forget about more fighters. We need mm-hmm. more people like Salem Urbina, yeah. especially in the fight game. Hopefully, right, Golden Boy is able to kind of uh, you know course correct and steer her in the right direction, and her management company is able to to take on um, so, some some better fights as she moves forward. Mm-hmm. I Personally, right, if I was managing her career, yeah. right, I still, this is just me, and I said it to her, so I'm not saying something, right, that she's not aware of. I would have liked for her to have taken an eight-round fight mm-hmm. going into the Esparza fight. I get, I get it. I get the dare to be great, and I don't blame her, by the way. Yeah. Because that fight was a title eliminator, by the way.
1: Yeah, okay? no, it, it definitely, uh, you know, and I think that whole card, you know, there, there was a... Uh, the Rocha uh, Rashidi Ellis fight, right, right, where right. you know maybe that fight probably wasn't, you know, a well-advised fight, right, you know, right. to have. Because, I agree,
0: I agree, and but, that's kind uh, of the same thing, right? I didn't go there with her, but you're mm-hmm. right. These are all internal Golden Boy, yeah, right. And again, right, I get it, and and you could say the same about a lot of the PBC fights and a lot mm-hmm. of the um, top rank fights, right? But. I don't know, man, right? Like, there had to have been another fighter out there, in this case for Sulem Urbina, uh-huh. who I thought, you know, I don't want to call it a tune-up, but it is a tune-up. Yeah. Think about it, Rick. She had never fought in an eight-round fight up to that point, okay? Mm-hmm. Esparza, at that point, right, 10-round um, fight against Anissa Strada, eight rounds, eight rounds, eight rounds before that, okay? And I know, okay, and, and Sulem would disagree, which I admire and appreciate about her. Sounds like I'm making excuses for her, Right. It's just the fact that I think, you know, she was very um, – it wasn't a risk. Like I said, the money was even, okay? Mm-hmm. But I give her a lot of credit yeah. for stepping out there and saying, hey, screw it. This is my one opportunity, and I'm going to take it. And here's the thing. Forget about what the judges scored, right? She was right on the brink and, in fact, I think won the fight.
1: Yeah, no, it, it definitely um, – you know, and it just goes to her character that um, – you know, unlike a lot of fighters or who were afraid to get that one loss on their record, yeah. You know, she was willing to take the chance.
0: That's a great point, Rick. That's exactly right. And, and yeah, and, and again, so so it's very admirable for her to have done that. A lot of fighters wouldn't have. She did it. She had the opportunity. She took it. I believe she still won the one thing, right? And she mentioned about everybody that was reaching out to her, Al Bernstein, right, mm-hmm. sending her messages the one thing that maybe she achieved in defeat that she wouldn't have in victory was all of the support and outpouring that says, no, you know what? The fight was not as lopsided as it appeared. Yeah. People that are in the know in boxing, hopefully the promoters and the people paying attention, she's going to be on the map and we're going to see better things for uh, from her, not better things for her, but continue to see other fights. She's earned that.
1: Yeah, no, I, and I think she'll get those fights and, um, you know, she's going to put herself back in, in uh, title contention here soon.
0: I have no doubt about it. Yeah. I have no doubt about it. All right, folks. So there you go. Um, amazing discussion and interview with Sulem Urbina. And we will be right back to talk about the rest of the boxing news, Pacific Coast Boxing. All right. Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado back talking about boxing news and what transpired over the last week since we've last uh, spoken. So I'm going to get back, Rick, right back to the Crawford and um, Kell Brook mm-hmm. debacle, okay? The over-the-top, just complete propaganda machine from ESPN. So here's the thing, right? I've got a lot of friends, as do you, that are not, like, real fight boxing fans, right? You know, yeah. these are the guys that'll you know when there's a big fight, when there's a you know heavyweight Wilder Fury, they'll watch it. Yeah. Hey, but, who do you got? You know, right, right. But other than that, right, these guys, if you ask them about you know uh, Estrada and Cuadras, you're not going to hear about it. No, right. And speaking of, by the way, do you know that that Cuadras and uh, Estrada fight? Okay, um, didn't even make the front page of ESPN. Yeah. Okay. By far, one of the best fights of the year. Am I right?
1: No, uh-huh. no, yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, nowhere to be found. Um, nowhere, you know, nowhere. They're only pumping up uh, their own uh, fighters,
0: right? But yet, right, that fight should have been like page one of, of everything, right? Yeah. But yet, page one ESPN, Crawford, right? Yeah. Dominates Brooke, right? And then they're trying to sell it as, you know, and he was losing the fight at that point, right? He was losing the fight, you know, two rounds to one, right?
1: He's, you know, he, he always starts slow. Right. You know, so... But watching that be-
0: fight, Rick, in the first three yeah. rounds, was there any doubt that he was going to win? No. Again, we already talked about the numbers in Vegas and how mm-hmm. they were just, you know, completely lopsided. It was the most uncompetitive fight. But, boy, if you watched ESPN, right? And, again, so my buddies who are not the most avid and knowledgeable boxing fans, they don't know any better. You watch ESPN, and they weren't saying, you know, uh, you could be you not know, watching the best fighter pound for pound. No, they're saying this is the best fighter pound for pound, Terrence Crawford. And then, of course, you got all the announcers, right? Bradley, um, uh, Dre, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about how Crawford, the greatest fight. How can you be the greatest fighter if you haven't fought the best?
1: Yeah, you know, that's uh you know, that's the ESPN machine. They their pound for pound list, um you know, Lomachenko was number one, he loses, so then they insert the next ESPN Of fight. course,
0: Teofimo Lopez, yeah. yeah. Who, you know, probably deserves to be higher, but yeah. certainly not there. Right uh,
1: but yeah, now now Crawford instead of Lomachenko is, is the best pound for pound. Um, you know, they did mix in, you know, that commercial where um Timothy Bradley was like, "Yeah, who's the best pound for pound?" And yeah. he said Canelo, right? You know, but right. he was the only one, right? You know, That's and, right. and they weren't, uh, yeah. You know, that was just in the preview. While yeah. we're watching the actual fight, yeah, nobody was saying that. You no, know, it's Terence no. Crawford,
0: and, and I appreciate Bradley saying that. And yeah. thanks for bringing that up. Yes, not all of them were on the uh, were on that, but but mm-hmm. yeah, but but but, um, but Ward and everybody yeah. else, just ridiculous, man. It was a lopsided fight. You yeah. look at the welterweight division, okay and you've got fighters right that that's why you know say what you want about Keith Thurman right but Keith Thurman has fought Danny Garcia mm-hmm. he's fought Sean Porter he's fought uh Manny Pacquiao right yeah i would put Thurman above Terence Crawford if for no other reason Thurman's fought now yes you could say well sure Alfonso that's because they're you know they're all PBC fighters yeah. right well it is what it is yeah <laughs> right you've got some of the best welterweights in PBC and Thurman fights them and he's beat most of them. I could say the same thing about Sean Porter, mm-hmm. just like Danny Garcia, who they're going to fight coming up here, right? Yeah. So I, I just think it's ridiculous, um, just a propaganda machine that was on display there.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and you know, unfortunately for 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 Crawford, he just hasn't had a chance to fight, you know, these top guys. That's uh, right. That's you right. Know, no fault of his own. You know, I think it's yeah. just uh, the way. Oh, but is it? Well, but but is. before you say that, yeah. how
0: do you know it's no fault of his own? How do you uh, know that he has not refused to fight fighters? Because he has said, right? He was one of the first mm-hmm. guys that came out and said, "I'm not fighting the Leicester's fans," right? Yeah. And it's all about the money to him, right? He's made those comments, so I, I'm, I'm gonna disagree with that. I think he has a lot, right, to say, mm-hmm. un, right, as far as who he fights. I think
1: if he says I want to fight Spence regardless, that fight takes place. I don't know. I don't know if PBC would would, would allow it. I still don't know if uh, PBC will allow it. Um, you know, he's got, um, you know, you look at the names that he's fought, the biggest name on there is Amir Khan. Right. You know, right. um...
0: He talks about the biggest one is, uh, is Jeff Horn, right? Oh. That that was his biggest and toughest fight. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, yeah, but other than that, you know, he gave, uh, Gamboa his first loss, you know, yeah. back in 2014, you right. know, but...
0: When he was already on the other side. Yeah, when he was already right. on the
1: other side, but... Uh-huh. Um, it's not a who's who of, you know, boxing. Not at all. No. Not at
0: all. That's what I'm saying, right? If you want to be great, right? Bret Hart, right? If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, and and that's why, so I'm going to say this, okay? Maybe it's not completely him, but I don't think he's completely free of responsibility either, Rick. I'm not willing to give him a free pass and say that, you know, Terence Crawford is out yeah. there lobbying to fight whoever whenever wherever, right? Well, at, at any cost. I don't yeah. believe that.
1: You know, and then the other side, you know, it you know, he wasn't calling out um Spence at the end of the fight. He was calling out Pacquiao. Of course. Of course. Because that's the most and, money. Yeah,
0: and why do you think that?
1: Because it's the most money and it's the lesser risk. Between the two. Right. That's, exa- um, that's, ex- that's exactly right. You know, and he, you know, they were saying that, you know, the fight was about 95% done. Right. You know, they were going to put it in Saudi Arabia. Right. Um, and then, you know, the money just wasn't there. So then he ended up taking this fight. Um,
0: Here's the thing, okay, Rick, and, and I'm glad that you said that, Right. Of course, mm-hmm. they're looking at Pacquiao because that's the lowest risk. You're talking yeah. about Pacquiao is what forty eight years old now or something like that, <laughs> right? I think
1: he's forty, going to turn forty one, but yeah. right.
0: But in boxing age, yeah. it's like dog years, yeah. man. He had an amazing performance against Keith One Time Thurman, mm-hmm. the fighter I was just talking about. Okay, but Keith Thurman is also a different fighter, right? Yep. Not as heavy handed as Crawford. Of course, let me ask you something. If Crawford fights Pacquiao and he beats Pacquiao, right? Is does that immediately elevate and solidify him as the best pound for pound fighter?
1: Uh, I don't believe so. I, I believe he has to fight Spence. That's right. To 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 get there,
0: or 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 Porter, yeah, and Porter, right, and Keith Thurman, mm. and Danny Garcia, right, and maybe even Mikey Garcia.
1: You know, if he was able to beat Spence, you know, then I then I would elevate him. I I think Spence out of that group is the. Uh, You know, the top guy. I would
0: agree. Okay, I I would agree. Yeah, Manny Pacquiao, I I don't see it, okay? But I think that, okay, if, if, again, this is not going to happen. No. Because this is boxing in 2020, okay? But if he is able to fight Earl Spence and beat him, okay, and, right, fight either a Sean Porter, okay, and a Virgil Ortiz Jr., Yeah. Right. Now you're talking. Now you've got my attention as possibly being, and don't give me this, you know, this nonsense. I mentioned it in the opening about he could have competed with the all-time great welterweights. I don't think so. Sugar Ray Ray Leonard would have done a number on this guy. Yeah. Okay. He just would have. As much as he gets hit, Tommy Hearns would have had him out a la Roberto Duran fight. Okay. And, and,
1: And I think you're leaving out probably, you know, one of the best. Felix Tito. Trinidad. Trinidad, Trinidad a, as well. Right? Undefeated at 147.
0: And, and I'll tell you, right, and, uh, and I and I agree with that, right? Yeah. I would even say an Oscar de la Hoya in his prime. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Probably, no, but they were making reference to the great welterweight story. Yeah. They were talking about the four kings, yeah. right? I'm sorry, right? An in shape, ready to fight Roberto Duran, which wasn't always the case once mm-hmm. he started fighting at 147, yeah. okay? Destroys Crawford. Yeah. So, so again, and again, it's hard for me to even say that if he hasn't even beaten the great fighters or the good fighters of today, man. Yeah.
1: No, I, I think for him to solidify his career, to become a Hall of Famer, you've got to have other Hall of Famers on your resume. You have he, to. He doesn't have You have any. to. You have to. Um, and, um, you know, Spence would be a great um, uh, fight for him. If he's able to win that one, then yes, then he's the top— uh, top weight. You know, Pacquiao has a belt, but yeah. I don't think that fight's going to happen. No one
0: um, considers it. And, and if yeah. you look at, you know, all of the all of the pound-for-pound pound lists, and mm-hmm. by the way, um, our pound-for-pound pound list, yeah. okay, got bumped for a good reason by Sulem Urbina. Yeah. So we're going to have that next week. Next week. But Crawford doesn't have enough, you know, recognizable scalps, yeah. okay, and, and on I his think, record. Sorry.
1: You know, because there's, um, you know, there's mm-hmm. been... The other thing coming out of this is uh Bob Arum. They were asking him because Crawford's uh contract is up at sometime next year. Yeah. Um they asked him Bob Arum about his deal and he said he may be the greatest fighter in the world. Yeah. But hey, I'm not going to bankrupt promoting him. Yeah. He said huh. that uh you know they asked him before the fight if Top Rank was going to be able to keep Terence Crawford, yeah. and he said, "The question is, do we want to keep him? Yeah, I can build a house in Beverly Hills on the money I've lost on him. Yeah, you know, for the last three fights.
0: No kidding. Wow. So you know, yeah. Bob Arum says all that. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it,
1: it could be. Yeah, at some point next year. Yeah, Crawford is with the uh, PBC. Yeah, and if that's the case. Yeah. Then you might see over the next two, three years yeah. him fight all these guys.
0: And that's interesting, right? Because that's really um that's really Bob Aaron planting the seed, right? Yeah. For really what's to come. And also speaks a lot about their their current relationship mm-hmm. with Crawford, right? Yeah. And I think that there's obviously um you know a lot of unhappiness there you saw at the end of the fight when they interviewed him, they said well when are you going to you know who are you going to fight next and then Crawford looks at Aram and then of course Aram starts to go into his uh into his marketing and sales campaign right yeah. about who they want to fight and we want Manny of course you want Manny a generate tons of money right all the filipino fans all the all the fight fans and then of course very low risk because it's Manny Pacquiao yeah okay well. So so you had that going on. That's our take with that fight and what a joke it was. We're not saying that we don't like Terrence Crawford. I no. don't dislike the guy, right? He's obviously very talented. It's just hard to know how talented because I haven't seen him against the best, yeah, he man. He hasn't fought against anybody yet. Yeah, so what do, what do you want me to say to anybody? Yeah. Boy, he's great against who? Against Horn?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Against an old Kell Brook? <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, again, if it was a pose-off, forget it. Yeah, Brooke wins. Brooke wins, and maybe that's when maybe there was people that thought it was the you know the the uh, what's it called the the Schwarzenegger, the tournament uh, the the body the the weightlifting the the, the Mister America yeah so not the Mister America tournament you know yeah no. the I mean, IFBB so here's another fight that was on there Rick um, so the Joshua Franco mm-hmm. and Maloney fight right uh, stopped short that was ruled an accidental headbutt and boy you talk about. So many ripple effects of this. You yeah. even had the, you know, Garcias and De La Hoya's going at it yeah. uh, after the fight. So, but let's talk about the actual incident, okay? So um, third round. Is it third round?
1: Mm. Uh, second round. Second round, sorry. No, no, no. Well, the actual, you know, punch, yeah. headbutt, right. controversy— First round.
0: First round. But at, at the end of the second round, right? End of the second round, the it was it was stopped. Yep. So hard to hard to tell if it mm. was an actual headbutt. Uh, of course, right? ESPN, who promotes Maloney, yep. right, was doing everything that they could, yep. right, to convince everybody watching, everybody there, that it was a punch and that the championship belt should be returned to Maloney. Yep. Okay, my take is this. Okay, I don't know. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's not enough video evidence. And by the way, I'm speaking exactly the way that De La Hoya should have been speaking Mm -hmm. as a promoter for Joshua Franco, right? Which is why we should get into the boxing business. Okay. I don't know. All I know is this is that a championship should never be decided by some technicality like was it a headbutt or was it a punch? Okay. It should be decided in the ring, not by some video decision. The fight was too soon, okay? If you listen to the ESPN announcers, Rick talking about how Maloney was dominating, Maloney was going in there and already landing the cleaner punches. It was the damn second round. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. I'm not going to say it was or wasn't a punch. I saw a punch. I know the thumbs are now yeah. connected to the glove, but I saw a thumb. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Only they know.
1: Yeah. You know, and and you know, I I think what happened here. Is because you know all the replays, you know everything. I don't think there was a headbutt, you know, but you know the the way that glove got caught his eye, it it kind of pulled on on the eyelid, right, and then the thing started swelling up. Maloney did a good job of he kept attacking it, attacking it. Yeah, um, you know my problem is not with no contest. Was it uh, you know should it have been a knockout victory? <laughs> It was with just the way everything was handled. Yeah. Um, you know, replay took 30 minutes. Yeah, that was ridiculous. You know, it, it, yeah, that was ridiculous. 30 minutes? Yeah. Like, yeah. I started thinking to myself, okay, well, why why would it take this long? Yeah. Unless they're just trying to delay for the main event. The main eventers aren't ready to go. Yeah, right. Let's delay this thing for 30 minutes. Um, the other things I didn't like was uh, Bob Aram rushing the uh, review station. Yeah. You know, yeah. there, there's no way he should be in there yeah. pointing stuff out in the in the uh, in the monitor. Right. And somebody needs to get him away from the right. thing. Right. That's the other part is the the replay. Yeah, th- th- there should be no access to it. Right. Um. You know, it looked like, um, and it looked like Robert Bird yeah. was was the one doing the uh, the replay. Yeah. Then they brought in, you know, Jay 80. Yeah. Then they brought in, you know, then they had another guy standing there. The whole process took just way too long. Yeah. Um, And then in the meantime, you've got 30-minute delay, and you've got the announcers who are are paid by Top Rank. Of course. You know, who are paid by ESPN. Yep. Completely one-sided. That's right. That's right. This is is an outrage. This is, you know, Maloney should be the champion. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, I was actually surprised that one of them didn't get up. Yeah, and go over there and start pointing at the monitor too. <laughs> That's
0: right. Um, you, you know, it, it, it would be like you know Jerry Jones uh-huh. underneath the hood, yeah. right? At the at an NFL game, you know when the referee goes out <laughs> to the sidelines. Yeah, imagine Jerry Jones there, the yeah. Cowboys. Yeah, looking see, out and pointing yeah. stuff out. Right. See, this is you know, and then yeah.
1: circling it and saying, "This is where this happened." Right. Right. Um, it was know?
0: ridiculous. Yeah, Aram has the promoter has no business being anywhere near there.
1: Yeah. No. No business. Um, it was you know. Uh, it just took way too long you've got the you' got the fighter standing in there thirty minutes um it, it totally ridiculous
0: Wh- which is why at the end of the day again, you know yeah i did i'm not i don't know if I saw a head but I didn't see a head yeah. Rick, okay, maybe there wasn't, yeah, but I saw a thumb catch the mm-hmm. eye of of the professor uh-huh. right who earned the championship, okay yeah. after twelve hard fought rounds, okay, the previous fight. Um, knocking Maloney to the canvas, okay. Mm-hmm. And if Maloney and ESPN and Top Rank want to gift the championship to Maloney on a second round technicality, give me a break. What happened to earning and taking the fight from uh-huh. the champion? Okay, that's not how it happens. Yeah. Okay, Franco would have continued to fight. By the way, that's oh, just no, what yes. that's just what he yeah. does. So. Yeah, like I said, the biggest farce and debacle was the, like you said, all the shenanigans yeah. from ESPN and, and the announcers. The other Arrow. thing I
1: found uh, amusing was, yeah. with ESPN, you know, wherever the headbutt was did or didn't happen, yeah, it took ESPN about sixteen minutes to finally say, you know what, yeah, let's start it from the beginning of the round. Right, they kept right. picking and choosing, right, right, when the, they showed. That's they were, right. Oh, here's a punch here. Here's a Mm -hmm. I see nothing but punches. And they kept showing us the same 30 seconds over and over again. That's right. Show us the whole round. That's right. That's right. You know, finally they did show us the whole round. And you know, I didn't see a headbutt. I didn't see but you know, it I think they went in football like in football. Yeah. Irrefutable evidence where And and that's why I'm saying I
0: and I think they made the right decision. Like if you couldn't find it clearly one way or another. Mm -hmm. Now if you're a pro you know, um, Maloney fan, of course, or ESPN top rank. You're saying that was that was irrefutable. It was irrefutable that we didn't see any any contact with mm-hmm. the heads, but who knows, right? Stuff yeah. happens so quickly, sometimes just glancing, right? Yeah. Just like the uh the forearm shiver and the forearm clothesline from Ortiz on Flores, by the way. Yeah. Which by the way, that's under investigation. I don't know if you saw that. They're they're holding <laughs> Flores's um uh uh um a a purse for that okay yeah they're not paying them because they're reviewing that to make sure that it was legit (laughs) but so i think they made that's what i'm saying i think they made the right decision because you couldn't find enough evidence to overturn it to say you know what clearly there was no head but maybe there was i don't know it just takes one small and the thing is that's what the referee who's the third man in the ring closest to everyone I don't know. And replay is new, yeah. right? Replay is new. That just started over the last couple of months in Nevada, man. Yeah. Um, so, A, good for watching the replay that they uh-huh. that they went to it. And, B, I'm glad that they decided um, with what ended up happening. The other interesting thing, of course, was De La Hoya making his comments yeah. on social media. So
1: there's one person that right. said it, no headbutt.
0: Right. He said, yeah, he said, I got to be honest, I didn't see a headbutt. Yeah. And I'll tell you, though, as his promoter, you don't do that, man. No. You don't do that. And of course Robert Garcia, Joshua's trainer, immediately fired back, right? Uh-huh. About basically, and I'm just paraphrasing here, basically saying, "Yeah, thanks for showing up and supporting your champion because he was nowhere to be seen."
1: Yeah, he was the thing. Thanks for Golden Boy for they they sent no one.
0: Right. They sent no one. And how could that be? And and I say that because this is right on the heels of losing Canelo. <laughs> <laughs> this is of using is, right the the most yeah. marketable, most popular, pound for pound best fighter in the world.
1: And and if you have a world champion, you just yes. lost Canelo. Yep. You know, how are you firing on social media? You know, Yeah. Uh, I didn't see a headbutt. I didn't you know, you have to back your guy no matter you what. You have to. They remember that when yeah. negotiations come around, yep. when it's time to decide, do I stay with Golden Boy, do I go with top rank? Yeah. Do I move down the street, you know, to P V C? Do I do this? They remember that through thick and thin, yeah, you had my back.
0: Yeah, as do all fighters, yeah. right? So it's not only like we talked about last week. It's not only like this current stable of yeah. fighters, but what about the prospects, the new fighters yeah. that are looking to to cut a deal with the promoter? All of a sudden, right? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's like, yeah. So you know, maybe what people say is true. Once Richard Schaefer left, that place has just fallen apart.
1: Yeah, and you know, it just uh, especially
0: with him, right? Yeah as the head of the organization. You just don't do that, Oscar. You don't do that. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially, right? You talk about, like, the most lopsided. If you're watching the fight and listening, like you said, everything that you articulated so well with Bob Arum, and you're still going to go on social
1: media and support the other guy, (laughs) right? Please. Now, what should have happened— Yeah. Was Oscar was there yeah. in the bubble, right? Supporting his guy, right? You know, it's not like Golden Boy had a competing, yeah, uh, nothing. You know, card that same. No weekend. reason
0: why he couldn't have been out there. He
1: could have been there, and he should have been pointing stuff out, right? That's in, right. into the monitor. That's right. Same time as Aram is in there. You know, <laughs> that's right. Maybe a shoving match isn't. <laughs> yeah, that's you know. right.
0: That's right. Yep. A la WWE, yeah. right? A, a big old yeah. deal, right? And then
1: they both have to be removed from that area, right?
0: Here comes all the fake security, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. To to remove them out there. You're right. That that would have been justified, it, saying, "Hey, get get the hell out of the way of the yeah. monitor, Bob." Right? So it's just it, it's just it
1: looks it looks terrible. And it think... looks
0: terrible. Like you said, I mean, yeah. here's a guy who gave Bob Arum his uh his his Olympic medal, right? Still doesn't have it back to this mm-hmm. day. Ended, you know, unceremoniously, very unfriendly, right? Yeah. And hear the most just egregious behavior from the television company, which from ESPN, the promoters, the announcers, and all De La Hoya could do is sit there and support. It's not his role, Rick. It's not his role to do that. So you're right yeah. that he should have been there, right in the middle of it, just like Aram does. I hate to say it, man, but I think fighters are going to start paying attention to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Don't be surprised, right? If you start to see Golden Boy's stable of fighters, maybe start to dwindle, right? Because yeah. he's already had confrontations and disagreements with Ryan Garcia.
1: Jojo Diaz.
0: Yeah, Jojo Diaz. Yeah, not mentioning him in the future of boxing. Obviously, Canelo's gone, mm-hmm. right? It's a matter of time, right, before a Virgil Ortiz Jr., yeah. right, says, hey, what about me? What what am I getting next? Because all the great welterweights mm-hmm. are at PBC, he can't make those fights, I don't know man
1: and if you're having issues with with, with the trainer you know Garcia is also the trainer of Virgil Ortiz
0: that's right that's right you know it yeah no that's a that's a great point yeah. right it's all connected it just it, it's it's just and here's the thing right we said this before Del la Jolla is well off already financially yeah. right we all know that um he's getting ready to supposedly fight again. Who cares, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a complete disillusionment to think that he can actually come back and compete at the world-class level. But I, I don't know, man. It's like it continues, right? Yeah. It continues with De La Hoya. All right, folks, we're going to get back after this segment. We'll talk about the rest of the boxing news. That wasn't all that happened. So we'll be right back, Pacific Coast Boxing. Pacificos Boxing back. Don't forget, hit us up on Instagram at Pacificos Boxing and send us an email. Counterpunch us. Counterpunch at Pacificos Boxing.com is our email address. We had other stuff going on in the world of boxing, Rick, including especially on the heels of the uh, magnificent discussion with Sula Murbina. We mm-hmm. had a fee- all female. A uh, fight card, or mostly all female, yeah. headlining it for sure.
1: It's a you know a triple header, uh, three uh, female uh, championship fights. Yep, uh, headlined by Katie Taylor. She got a unanimous decision over Miriam Gutierrez. Yep. Uh, you know this one was a good fight. Uh, Taylor, you know, really impressed me. Um, she throws a lot of uh, quick combinations, and she's uh, she's really straight with her punches. Um, where Miriam was a little bit uh, wide with her punches. Um, she knocked Gutierrez down in the fourth. I thought, I started thinking, oh, maybe they should stop this one. But, you know, Gutierrez showed um, you know, a lot of heart by uh, staying in the fight. And, you know, she ended up finishing the fight.
0: Yeah. I mean, we talked about it, right? Um, going into that fight, that um, Katie Taylor was, was highly um,
1: yeah.
0: favored to win that mm-hmm. fight, right? But she still did what she had to do, right? Considered one of the pound for pound best fighters for females today.
1: And she was never in trouble. You know, and, but she was never fight, in trouble, yeah. and
0: she wasn't going to be right. Yeah. And I don't think anybody that was watching this fight thought she was going to be in trouble. Well, you know, you know
1: like lock of the week. You know, that's you
0: right. Know. That and it was the and it was your lock of the week. Yeah. That's right. So I mean, um, you know, the fight we want to see with her, right, mm-hmm. is against Amanda Serrano. Yeah,
1: and who's also you know seven division champ. Yes. You know. It, yes. Um, you know. So the, her name was mentioned at the end. Yes. Um, also, you know, Clarissa Shields, but yes. Shields is way too big.
0: Yeah, Katie Taylor fights at the uh at 135. Yeah. She's the uh undisputed mm-hmm. champion, right? She's got WBC, IBF, WBO. She's got all the titles.
1: Yeah, there there, there was talk about if Shields can get down to one forty seven, then maybe they could do the fight. It, she's just way too big, you know. Yeah, that's it, not gonna it, happen. Yeah, we wouldn't advise on that fight. They were also talking about um having cyborg yeah. you know, doing uh, yeah. a fight against yeah. Katie Taylor. Um, you know, which might be a little interesting and it might make Katie Taylor a little bit of money, but the boxers yeah. gonna beat the MMA yeah um fighter. Yeah, they will. They yeah. will. It'll be
0: interesting to see anyways, like yeah. that would be an interesting one. You got uh Jessica McCaskill, of mm-hmm. course, the uh hundred and forty seven.
1: Who, who Katie Taylor's already beaten. Yeah. But it'd be an interesting rematch now that she holds, you know, all those belts.
0: That's that's exactly right. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know, uh, the Amanda Serrano fight is the fight we want. Right? Yeah, I that's the it, fight that was supposed to take place. A lot of you know uh, promotional, contractual issues, mm-hmm. whatever.
1: Um, yeah, you know they 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 keep telling Serrano you know they quit running. Yeah. Um yeah. So you know that that's the fight. It's got to happen. I think uh, Eddie Hearn will, will make it happen.
0: And that's the one I'm telling you, right? Yeah. That for us, for us, fight fans yeah. and boxing fans, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, pay-per-view. That's a pay-per-view match, mm-hmm. right? Not Cal Brooke yeah. and Terrence Crawford, yeah. right? You put Katie Taylor against Amanda Serrano, mm-hmm. that's pay-per-view all day long, yeah. man. Right?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. A couple know. other good fights on that card, right, yeah. Rick? The Terry Harper, uh, she won uh, <laughs> TKO 9 over uh, Thanders. And, uh, you know, this one was interesting because Terry Harper, she broke her hand yes. in the fourth round yes, and still got the knockout in the ninth. Yeah. Um, I showed you the picture of that, you know, yeah, that the, was nasty, <laughs> that
0: was a nasty break, yeah, yeah,
1: doesn't look you know it's not pretty, but uh you know definitely you know tough, uh, and it was a good fight to watch
0: yeah, and um, and again, right, again, we're fight fans, we're boxing fans, mm-hmm. right, we're not men's when we say that, most people immediately say oh men's boxing on no, the boxing period, fighters yeah. right, and you for what she had to do, what Harper had to do to mm-hmm. endure that and move forward and still win the fight. Wow. Right. When
1: you've seen you've seen male fighters, you know, break their hand and, you know, stop and they're done. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I hate to bring them up, but like who sister to Jr. Right. Uh-huh. Gets a bloody nose or broken nose and he's <laughs> done. Right. So bad example. But it is what it is, yeah. you know. And um and she immediately started calling out uh, Michaela Mayer. Mm-hmm. Right. Which I think is great. Yeah. She exactly. said, you know, I'll be punching you in the face soon. <laughs> right. I think that's awesome. I think yeah. that's absolutely awesome. And that's the thing, right again talking to Sulem Urbina, we didn't get into all of it, and Sulem could have given us her take on any of these fighters mm-hmm. and fights, but so many good fights in the uh, in female boxing man.
1: yeah, and, and just you know just like uh male boxing, you know you just got to get the two big big ones in there to fight right, um, get the big names in there, you know like we want to see you know Spence Crawford, yep, you know we want to see Katie Taylor and uh, Serrano.
0: There's no doubt about it. they have to make that fight by yeah. the way. they absolutely have to. There's no, no yeah. there's no doubt about it. What else we got going on, Rick?
1: Uh well this coming weekend, um, you know, it's kinda light for, for, for boxing, but uh NBC's getting back into boxing. Um we have uh Mickey Mickey Roman. Yeah, you know, fighting. Yep. Um versus O'Sha- O'Shaki Foster. Yes. And then William Zapata versus Roberto Ramirez. Uh so a couple fights on NBC. It'll be interesting to see um you know how that looks. You know who's who's commentating those fights, and uh,
0: yeah, and Mickey Roman, of course, one yeah. of our favorite fighters. Yeah, right. Saw him fight at the Fantasy Springs uh, several times. Really tough. Um, lost to the um, to the Japanese fighter that ultimately was beaten by. Miguel Berchelt, yeah. right, in an amazing fight. Mm-hmm. He, his name escapes me. What's the Japanese fighter's name? Mira. Mira, Mira-san, yeah. uh, left-handed, that that knocked him out with a devastating body, b- body punch. Yeah. Remember that? And we saw that we must have been like twenty feet from the ring mm-hmm. on that absolutely. But Mickey Roman actually fought Miguel Berchelt afterwards, mm-hmm. um, didn't do so well. But yeah, when Mickey uh, Mickey Roman going to give you a good fight regardless. Yeah. So that should be a good. That should be pretty it should, interesting. It be a good
1: fight um, Dazone has a couple fights from London: uh, Connor Ben and versus uh, Sebastian Formella, um, Chris Smith, and Dion uh, Juma. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and then I think FS1 has a uh, Javier Fortuna versus yes. uh, Antonio Lozada. Okay, yeah, so, Fortuna's you know, kind of in that lightweight. Yeah, so we do have three cards, you know, for yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Uh, the NBC show is on the 19th, and then uh, the other two are on the 21st.
0: Good for NBC to be getting back in the fight game, yeah. right? And it's going to be on primetime, or is it going to be, you know, daytime? Because that's interesting, right? Because, yeah. again, that reminds me of the old days with CBS having fights in the daytime, you know? Mm-hmm. You said on the 19th?
1: The 19th. So uh, that's
0: on a Thursday. Yeah. Which is interesting.
1: Yeah, no, I think um, from everything I was reading, you know, they they want to kind of take over the, the show box. They yeah. Have the, these up-and-coming fighters. Yeah. Um, they're not... Um, you know, like they're not doing all PBC cards. Yeah. You know, they if if people need fights, yeah, you know, they're willing to take anybody from. Uh, well, and what a good idea! The by the way, again,
0: yeah. right? One of our one of my favorite fight shows, Rick, was on USA Tuesday night. You I think were a little bit, um, little bit too, a little bit wet behind the ears for those, Rick. <laughs> but Tuesday night fights, you know, with Albert and Sean O'Grady tonight right yeah. and we would see the very best they would fight at the uh, the blue horizon in philadelphia you know mm-hmm. we saw some great that was on tuesday night okay yeah. we loved it so yeah most of my friends were watching you know happy days and laverne and Shirley. i was watching the fights rick
1: yeah and uh, you know this being on a thursday i think they they're putting it up against uh, football yeah but uh, you know there's if if you're a boxing fan a lot of those thursday night football games you know how many yeah, Cleveland versus Cincinnati. That's right. Yeah, you that's right. You watch?
0: No, you can't. Yeah, and guess what? Because it's on regular television, mm-hmm. you can hit the previous button on your remote control. Yeah, right. So you could actually go back and forth instead of having to switch to ESPN Plus or to Zone or some other crap. So yeah.
1: Um, so um, I did get the uh, Bob Papa, yeah. who does the uh, New York Football Giants yes. uh, games, yeah, and uh, he's going to be joined by a, uh, Sean Porter. Oh, interesting. So, um, interesting.
0: Showtime, Sean Showtime, Porter. yeah. Very, very interesting. Um, Rick, let's pivot over to um, out of the boxing schedule. Uh, let's talk a little Canelo. We talked a lot of Canelo yeah. last week, yeah. right? And, you know, Canelo now, the picture, the roadmap is starting to look clear, right, yeah. with, with who he's going to fight. So what do we got there? It's
1: looking like uh, Callum Smith uh he's going to be on DAZN. zone yeah uh matchroom is going to be the uh, promoter for this and they're looking at uh AT&T uh, stadium in uh Dallas, Texas.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. And yeah. by the way, if there's fans, I'm telling you, I'm going to look to be there. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. should look to be there.
1: And they're looking at uh they moving into that December 19th uh, right. um yeah. date, you know, that uh Fury was talking about fighting on yeah. uh several different fights for that weekend. Yeah. Um, and that's the one that uh, the weekend that they're looking for. He
0: already he already fought his brother, right? Mm-hmm. Same location, Liam Smith. Yeah, right. So this would be for what 168 pounds, right?
1: Uh uh-huh. The 168 uh, pound title. Um, he also you know there's also speculation that. Uh, he wants to fight Billy Joe Saunders yeah. and, and Triple G, who are yeah. all with uh, Matchroom. So. Yeah, go figure, right? So all, yeah. all
0: of a sudden, right? Uh, by the way, same opponents that we were talking about when he yeah. had the Golden Boy uh, shirt on him, right? Or jersey yeah. on him. So what changed, man?
1: Yeah, it, I think he just just wanted to get away from Golden Boy.
0: It's, it's interesting because, and that's what makes all of this more intriguing, mm-hmm. right? Because same fighter, same opponents, they couldn't be made with Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like they're going to happen. De La Hoya has came out, by the way, and really in a very passive-aggressive statement, not like he did with Joshua Franco by saying, geez, I didn't see the head, but thanks a lot. You're his damn promoter, you know, but basically saying, hey, good luck to Canelo. I hope you make as much money as you would have made, you know, here. Mm -hmm. I wish you nothing but luck. That's that that's passive aggressiveness, yeah. Rick. What is he really saying? Is you screwed up? Good luck. Good luck. You're yeah. <laughs> not going to make the 35 million that you would have made had you stayed here. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, Rick. You can't make 35 million from not fighting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's where Deloia has it wrong, right? You mm-hmm. get zero of zero. Okay. Yeah. So even if Canelo fights these guys and he makes. 20 million okay that's 20 million more than he was making with De la Hoya, they were
1: just sitting around doing who nothing. presumably
0: yeah. could not ink a single fight yeah. okay with anybody and maybe it's to a point that they don't want to make fights with De jolla and golden Boy promotions mm-hmm. who knows I don't know we're not in there but you know what we're fight fans let's get it on yeah let's see them right let's see canelo and Callum Smith that'll basically be to kind of clarify who's the champ at WBA since they kind of both have a piece of the WBA championship, right? Yeah. Billy Joe Saunders, sure, let's see that. I want to see the Caleb Plant fight. Caleb mm-hmm. Plant is the IBF a super middleweight champion. That's the fight I'd rather see. But that's fine, you know, if yeah. you want to see him fight Triple G one more time. So I'm 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 good with that trifecta with exception of um of Triple G, replace Triple G with Caleb Plant.
1: Yeah. And, you know, yeah, that that would definitely work. I, th- I think uh, they originally were talking Caleb Plant for that December 19th, but I think there just wasn't enough time because that one would have to be pay-per-view and not DAZN. Right. Um, so I think they they decided, you know what, there's not enough time to promote that fight. Uh, a week before Christmas, probably not the best idea for a pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, but uh, you can do um, zone.
0: Yeah, and I get it. I yeah. get it. I just think that the Triple G... It's just not a fight that interests me anymore. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, again, after what happened, you know, with, with the Triple G's last fight, with the, uh, I'm trying to think of the guy's nickname, the Russian guy. Is it is the technician? <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, I just don't see that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, wow, good stuff, Rick.
1: Yeah. Um, also, in uh, Ryan Garcia news, um, you know, his, his fight was delayed because of yeah. COVID. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, and then there was talk about putting that fight, on the Canelo undercard, but um, Eddie Hearn said no, that that wouldn't be a possibility because, you know, Garcia-Campbell, it's going to be a Golden Boy card, not not a matchroom card, so um, that one will have its own separate date once it's rescheduled.
0: Yeah, and that's probably fine because, honestly, that fight almost deserves its own, um, that should be the main event. Yeah. Especially now with boxing, right, Mm -hmm. with as much as we got going on. Don't get me wrong, you know, I love the, because there's no real belt at stake other than the, The bogus WBC whatever, right? They're gonna they're gonna give that.
1: The you know the uh, the silver belt. Yeah, they're gonna give something.
0: But it's not it's not like that, you know, the two Charlo, right? Mm -hmm. The 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 best fight card of the year with the Charlos, with Danny Roman, right? With all those guys. It's got nothing nothing to do with that kind of uh Louis Neary. Like this is Nothing to do with that, so they should put the Campbell Garcia fight. Hopefully, Campbell's okay, mm-hmm. and there's no excuses after he comes out, which shouldn't be. I mean, Michaela Mailer came back yeah. after you know COVID, um, and and obviously did really well and won the championship. So it's unfortunate. We really wanted so that fight's not going to take place this year.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't believe so. I think it, right? I think it's beginning part of uh, 2021. Yeah,
0: yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah.
0: What else you got, Rick?
1: Uh, I Cortez. You know, he said he would come back for an Oscar fight. Yeah, imagine you that. Know, yeah, yeah, you know, it's fifty three years old, you know, probably six six mm-hmm. years older than Oscar. So uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I really don't want to see I Corte in a fight, you know, at fifty three. I don't want to see uh, any of those guys. I don't <laughs> yeah. wanna see De La Hoya in a fight.
0: I don't yeah. wanna see, you know, Roy Jones and Mike Tyson you know, which we're yeah. gonna cover very minimal as well. What's funny by the way, if you notice here at Standing A Count Studios, you see the De La Hoya Corte poster just yeah. got put up, right? Yeah. Just a couple days ago. Right.
1: How would how would the new poster look? Yeah, <laughs> the, the, the old guys will put it right next to it.
0: Yeah. Cortez yeah. was say Cortez undefeated, fearless and ferocious. Has the golden boy finally met his match? Yeah. Right. By the way, great fight, right? Yeah, great fight. Great fight. Well contested. Went down to the wire. The La Jolla showed some heart and guts. Same thing he probably should have done to finish off Trinidad. Um, just didn't happen for whatever reason. But I mean, okay. Let's get back to reality here. <laughs> Give me a break. No one wants to see that. Nobody this is not, again, f- even in baseball, Rick, right, in the Dodgers. Yep. And it's okay to see it, right? They have, remember, uh, uh, it's, a, it's a promotional thing. Mm-hmm. They have bobblehead night. They have, you know, fleece blanket. They have beach towel night. They have old-timers game, mm-hmm. right? And for those of us that are been around, nostalgic, we get to see Steve Garvey, yeah. right, and Ron safe. And Don Sutton and all these guys, right? We get to see them, but you know what, Rick? They're not actually playing baseball. Yeah, no. Okay. They're pitching really slow, right? It's not, it's, okay. These guys, again, you don't play boxing. These guys are thinking like we're actually interested Mm -hmm. in watching them fight at the competitive level again. Yeah. Okay. It's done, man. It's done. The train has left the station. Okay. We appreciated what you guys did in your prime. The shows, the memories that you gave us, but let's move on.
1: Yeah, but to be gone 15 years and then want to come back, it's its ridiculous.
0: And still think they're relevant. Yeah. Unfortunately, again, without going into this whole thing again, you got the YouTube stars and you got all that other mess, and that's kind of what happens. Yeah. People do watch it, so it's like it's almost its as much of a freak show, right? Yeah. That's why when you go to the circus, when people say, you know, pay for the bearded lady <laughs> yeah. and, and whatever else, you know what I mean? People pay for that crap, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I you know I don't know.
1: Uh we've also got uh Tyson Fury. Uh he won't fight until uh 2021. Just wow. not enough time to promote. It's too bad. That fight. Um Mayweather today uh stated he is going to have some kind of exhibition said it's going to be something big. Yeah. That's going to be February 28th um in Tokyo. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, you know, like the other guy, something big,
0: big, like the other Japanese guy he fought. Yeah. Or really. I think you know you want to talk about the you know the 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 the, the uh, Maloney and mm-hmm. Joshua Franco, right? Yeah. I, I think he barely touched that Japanese yeah. guy. He I barely mean, even touched him, and the guy was hurt.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be something ridiculous, not something big. Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: that's that's what I mean. And he actually said it right. The um, Mayweather said he's retired, but he's still willing to do. You know, um, exhibitions like that. And the problem is people are gonna be willing to pay for it. Yeah. Like, that's the problem.
1: Yeah, ridiculous. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, who would what's gonna be big about it? Who's he gonna fight <laughs> over there? You know? Yeah. Multiple fighters, right? Like, and and by the way, he's still right, he's still right, he's not like he's he's in a different category than De La Hoya, uh-huh. I Corte. He he can still get himself, and he doesn't ever look like he's really out of shape, which yeah. I always respect about him. He can actually still get fit and beat probably most, yeah, if not all of the fighters, right? Yeah. How'd you like to see him if and Terrence Crawford?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I'd like to see <laughs> right. You know, just to uh, get. Uh, it's probably too risk, too big of risk. Mayweather at this point but, but uh yeah you know I I'd be interested to see that fight I but, would pay yeah. to watch that fight but here's
0: the thing right yeah he he you know let's say him and Spence Jr him and mm-hmm. Terence Crawford who's favored in that fight right like how many fighters not even with those guys how many fighters does Mayweather Jr fight today right mm-hmm. where that where he's not the favorite
1: yeah they, there's only gonna, a few yeah right you'd have to get into the bigger uh the bigger weight classes that that's what yeah. i'm saying right at 147 you know it uh
0: i mean and then it's probably only those two guys if yeah. you look at the welterweight division it's probably only um terrence crawford and spence jr that he's not favored against yeah i think he beats porter i think he beats thurman i think he beats um danny garcia yeah don't you think oh no yeah I think he does. Definitely. I think he still has it in him for at least one or two great fights. So he's a little different, right? And mm-hmm. that he has the capabilities of competing against the very top.
1: Yeah. And really never took um, a lot of damage either in, in, in these fights. No, he's fresh. Yeah. yeah he's fresh, man. He, he came man. out pretty good. He's still young. Mm-hmm. Still could do it if he wants to do it. But, you know, it's just easier doing these exhibitions. And I don't blame him. And the thing
0: is, he's got the money. He's 50-0. And and I don't even blame him. Like, he's already solidified. He's already established himself, Mm -hmm. right? So, anyways. Yeah. What else, Rick?
1: Uh, We got uh, Zerdo Ramirez uh, versus Alfonso Lopez. Yeah. Um, He's also going to use that uh, December 19th uh, from Texas. And um, Michael Hunter on the undercard. This will be the first... uh, the first event under Zerto Promotions. Yeah, looks like he's going to promote himself, and yeah. uh, you know we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, we'll see because that's only going to go so far, obviously, right? Yeah. He's not going to be able to fight everybody. Um, Alfonso Lopez, by the way, uh, ranked number ten by the WBO. Mm-hmm. It's not Alfonso Gomez, by the way. No, right? Or, or a... Alfonso Ruiz? Yes, yeah, not Alfonso Ruiz yeah. either. Right, right. Although, yeah, I'm surprised not that I'm not ranked <laughs> in any of these. Right. <laughs> so once I announce I'm, I'm coming back, yeah. But you know again right entrepreneur Roberto ramirez he wants that he wants to promote himself i think that's good that's just a guy and a talent that honestly has gone completely sideways yeah okay he was with top rank if i'm not mistaken yes. right he was with top rank had a couple of good and competitive fights with jesse hart okay mm-hmm. um but after that, okay? Why did he vacate super middleweight?
1: He he's been re- irrelevant. Right. You know, ever ever since.
0: The fight we all wanted to see was him and David Benavides, mm-hmm. right? Would have been such a good fight. Yeah. Against Benavides. Um Caleb Plant, Billy Joe, I mean one fight after another. I get it, he's big, he's tall, but and you know, Greg, I think was watching the wrong um the Ramirez. He's not a knockout puncher. No. He's a lefty no. who just kind of is a busy fighter, but he's not a big puncher, okay? But he is entertaining to watch, okay?
1: Yeah, you put him in there against a beater BF, I don't think it's going to go well for
0: him. Oh, no, it's going to go horrible. Yeah. He's not going to beat the best uh, light heavyweights. He's just, even Bivol. Does,
1: it, does he beat a Joe Smith Jr.? I,
0: I don't know, man. That would be a good fight. Yeah. I would love to see that fight. Yeah. I would absolutely love to see that fight. Does he beat uh, uh, an Alider Alvarez, even? Who Joe Smith just beat? Yeah, maybe he does. I don't know, but that's does he beat Kovalev right now?
1: I think he beats think. Kovalev right now, but you know, but that's you know, that's an old Kovalev, you know. But I don't know, let, man. Let, let's see him in some of these fights. You know, he he hasn't fought a who's who. Yeah, of, of, Sullivan of boxing, Barrera is who
0: there. I was thinking of. Sorry, yeah. I don't know what came up with Ilard Alvarez. I'm thinking about Sullivan Barrera. Okay, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Even Badu Jack. Right. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, what a, yeah. You talk about right. Somebody just you know on his way to being something. Right. The only Mexican. Right. Super middleweight champion. All this stuff. Sitting at forty and zero. Right. And then and all of a sudden, just an immediate left. And it's weird because you wonder like, could could top rank? He just wasn't marketable. Yeah. By the way. Right. Yeah. Had to be part of it. Just you wasn't know, marketable.
1: Well, I think I, I think the big part too is is. He probably just didn't have enough knockouts. Well you that's know, why that well that's what it, I'm saying, but that's
0: why he's not marketable, Rick, because he doesn't just, have a big punch.
1: He doesn't have a big punch and uh you know, a lot of his opponents, you know, I'm looking at the list, I haven't have not the, a sti- lot of these the guys.
0: style's not fan friendly. That's what I'm saying. He's just kind of a home hum. Yeah. He beats people because at the middleweight division and middle and even the super middleweight, he was taller than everybody and yeah. he was a lefty. Yeah. And that presents problems and he could take a punch. Jesse Hart came back and almost beat him. That's mm-hmm. why they had a rematch. Yeah. And those were very competitive fights. We're talking about Jesse Hart here.
1: And even the rematch was a majority decision.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah.
0: We're talking about Jesse Hart, of course, a tough Philadelphia fighter. Uh-huh. I mean, heck, I would have liked to have seen him against uh, Gabriel Rosado, who's got, who's got a fight against Daniel Jacobs yeah. coming up here. Anyways, what else, Rick?
1: Um, And then uh, ESPN just announced uh, Shakur Stevenson versus Clary. Uh, December twelfth. Okay. Um. So they they'll have a triple header, um, that night. Um. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the, uh, for the news.
0: That's good, man. That gets us cut up on uh, who they got. Show. I'm sorry. Who they got Shakur
1: Stevenson against? Clary. That's all I've. That's all I've got.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, there you uh, go. I was trying to find him in the uh, standings, and good luck.
0: In in yeah, in defense of him though, right? He just moved up to one thirty, uh-huh. so it's probably going to be a fight, right, to get him kind of acclimated to to the hundred and thirty pound, mm-hmm. even though he's already ranked number two by the WBO, right? Just for moving up, yeah. So that's probably a setup fight before he fights like a Jamal Herring, who they have as their who the WBO has as, as their champion, mm-hmm. but they know. That Shakur Stevenson is the more marketable, the young, up and coming, rising star. So look for Shakur Stevenson to win that fight. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to predict that it's going to be somewhere near the minus three thousand. Okay, <laughs> are
1: you are you are you willing to 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 make it the lock of the week?
0: Is it next week? Is that when the fight? <laughs> no, when, when, yeah, it's, it's it, December twelfth. It was December twelfth. Yeah. yeah, that could easily be. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I mean,
1: pretty good chance that's going to be the lock of the week.
0: Pretty, pretty good chance, Matt. All right, Rick. So that does it for boxing news. We'll be right back to wrap this show up. Um, Well, you know what? We got time for stat of the week. So let's get the stat of the week, and then we'll wrap the show up. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz, Rick Prado, we're back. Can't end the show, Rick, without doing the stat of the week. And I think you've got a good one that's kind of on the theme of this kind of yeah. female star-studded boxing podcast.
1: Yeah, um, what I've got is the uh, the longest reigning female boxing world champion was Cecilia Braikis, who held the WBC and WBA world female uh, female welterweight titles for 11 years. Hundred and fifty four days, between March fourteenth of two thousand nine, and August fifth, or fifteenth of twenty
0: twenty. Wow! When she lost to uh, Jessica McCaskill, yeah. right in uh, in a fight that's now going to get uh, they're going to have a rematch coming up, mm-hmm. right? And Brackus was talking about retiring, but she's not. So eleven years, right? Yeah, that is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Again, you could say, well, yeah, that's because it's you know, female you know, women fighters and there's not a lot of competition. There is. There is a lot of good fighters, right? And it's not only whether it's good fighters or not, Rick, the sustainability to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, no. Sometimes you get <laughs> complacent. You, know, you start believing that uh, you can't be beaten yeah. and you're, you're not willing to work.
0: Right. I mean, that's that's something else. And so, yeah. right, a testament to her. I'm glad, by the way, that she is coming back and she is going to have that return rematch because I mm-hmm. think that um, it is something that is win or lose. I think that's how you kind of want to go out with your career, especially since it was such uh, so controversial.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, you can't, um, you know, five, six years down the road be wanting to come back. You know you, you can no, that's right,
0: yeah. that's right, and so yeah, I'm glad whether it's money, whether it's pride, eagle, whatever it is, I'm glad that she is cool, yeah. man. Well, Rick, that'll do it for round seven, yeah. Middle, right? This is these are the middle rounds, Rick. So we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're starting to enter the second part of fight
1: number two, and we're you know, we're definitely not going to coast like like De La Jolla, we're gonna keep uh keep on the attack.
0: About this time is when he had the fight wrapped up. In fact, about this time he he was already up five two, depending on which you know which rounds you saw yeah, it. But yes, not how I saw it. But yeah, it was yeah, go um, imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that, man. All right, folks, don't forget you can hit us up on uh, Pacific Pacificos, uh, email us counterpunch at pacificosboxing dot com, follow us uh, on iTunes. Give us a follow. Subscribe, I should say. Follow us on Instagram, at Pacific Coast Boxing. Can't wait. Um, And we will talk to you guys next week, Rick. See you next week. All right.